Welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers. The midterm elections could change the control of the U.S. House and one of the most closely watched congressional races in the whole country is here in Kentucky's 6th District between Republican incumbent Andy Barr and Democratic challenger Amy McGrath. Underscoring how prominent this race is, two weekends ago, both President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden campaigned in the district. And Kentucky senior Senator Mitch McConnell is working hard to preserve or expand GOP control in the Senate, where he's the majority leader. CBS News is watching the national picture and really drilling down to some of the hotly contested races as well. And CBS News Director of Elections and Surveys, Anthony Salvano, is joining us from CBS News headquarters in New York. Anthony, good to see you. Thanks for being with us. What, Bill, thank you for having me. What are you seeing right now in terms of who controls the U.S. House after the November 6th election? Well, the House we're watching closely because it looks pretty close. We've got it edged slightly to the Democrats. Right now, our battleground tracker estimate had them winning 226 seats. If the election were now, of course, it's not. And that's just over the 218 that makes the majority of the House. So that's not a big margin right there. In fact, that estimate is inside the margin of error, which is about 5%. Now, Bill, let me tell you, we took that same estimate and we said what happens if turnout is not high what happens if turnout is low just to underscore the fact that the democrats chances really depend on people who don't typically show up in midterm elections well you take them out of the model and the republicans hold on to the house narrowly but the republicans do keep it and so what i want to emphasize here is you know we talk to people in polls who say Maybe they showed up in 2016, but they didn't show up back in 2014 in the last midterms. They say they're going to show up now. Well, if they don't, that really boosts the Republicans' chances in a lot of these districts. And, you know, a lot of those new voters say that they're breaking for the Democrats. So that's what I think is in play. And I think you see that a lot in the campaigns where both sides are trying to motivate their bases because of that turnout factor, Bill. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, you know, each of these races is local. Uh, here in the sixth, we have a Republican Andy Barr being outspent by a Democratic challenger, uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Amy McGrath, outside groups running lots of ads. Both sides say it's close and all about turnout. Uh, how hard is it to uh, get voters motivated or determine who is going to, uh, to turn out on Election Day? Well, you know, if there were a competition for the race that's getting the most attention of all the House races, you all would be uh, close to the top there, if not at the top. It certainly is one of the key districts that we're watching, and it's partly because of the story that it tells. One thing we're watching is the gender gap, the difference between how women, and this is across all the battleground congressional districts, how women are voting, and they're breaking towards the Democrats heavily, and how men are voting, and they're breaking towards the Republicans. So that's certainly a story. You also see a high number of women candidates, uh, particularly that the Democrats have fielded, trying to go after that women's vote in particular. And, and so I think that, you know, in the case of the Kentucky 6th, you know, it's one of the pockets of Kentucky, which obviously voted heavily for the president in 2016, where you do see pockets of Democratic voters and you do see some indication that there might be swing voters and that's a big reason why it's so heavily contested. The other thing you see there, which somewhat exemplifies the kinds of arguments you're seeing throughout the country, is this split between local issues, health care in particular, mm -hmm. and national issues. 
right now by two to one, voters tell us that they're voting on national issues. They're voting to put their party in control of Congress. And that makes a really interesting and frankly, Bill, an often partisan dynamic either way. Well, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is the uh, the senior senator from uh, here in Kentucky. He has uh, f faced some uncomfortable confrontations uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, do you think he can feel confident at about this point about keeping control or uh, even potentially expanding the uh, Republican majority in the Senate? Well, he certainly could expand the majority. And the Senate is tight with an overall edge to the Republicans. And let me tell you why that is. When you look at the competitive races, there's a lot of Democrats who are running in seats that, states I should say, that the president won. Now, what that means, whether you go from Missouri to North Dakota to Montana to Indiana, is that in an election like I described that's got voters thinking nationally, thinking about which party controls Congress, you're going to see heavily partisan patterns in their vote. You're going to see more than 9 in 10 Republicans voting Republican and more than 9 in 10 Democrats voting for Democrats. So what that does in states where there's a balance that shifts towards the Republicans is they're going to have at least a slight edge. And so that is what we see in the polling. We see tight races, maybe marginally towards the Republicans in a lot of those places where Democrats are trying to hang on. And then we see a couple of places where the Democrats could possibly pick up seats. And that we're looking at places like Arizona and like Nevada, Bill. Interesting. Anthony, uh, to what extent do these midterms appear to be a referendum on President Trump? Might be at historic levels, Bill. You know, we have seen in recent midterm polling, maybe a majority, slightly more than a majority of folks who go to the polls and they're voting for Senate, they're voting for the House, but they say that the president, whoever's president at the time, is on their minds, that their vote is either to support or oppose him. Well, right now in the polling, we're seeing what would be record levels of people saying that the president is going to be a factor in their vote. And that's both pro and con. That's, that's an almost even number of people who say that they're voting this year for Congress or Senate in order to support the president or in order to oppose him. So I think if he's not the biggest factor, he'll certainly be one of the biggest, Bill. Uh, a major factor, just trying to figure out uh, which way uh, it cuts there. Uh, how hard is it to do polling these days, uh, Anthony? Uh, we had, uh, uh, we've been told there's been several polls here have had huge refusal rates or people who wouldn't pick up the phone if uh, there was, uh, they suspected it was a poll uh, 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 like that. Uh, people then uh, sometimes they don't answer truthfully in polls. How tough is your job to try to get people to uh, tell you what they're going to do on election day? Well, the good news is it's better than a lot of people think. Um, but the, the frankly, to talk to talk about it, it, it is not easy. It's, uh, it's, it is the case that we do have a harder time getting people to answer. But that's not because they don't want to be truthful or they don't want to talk about it. It's because they don't always have time. So one of the things that we do is we try to keep the question a little shorter. We've moved online with the bulk of our polling and we find that when it goes a little faster and that when it's private we can still do pretty well. But there's no question that there are challenges to it. And I don't suppose that most people aren't truthful. I think that they are. I know in fact that they are. But 
you know, you butt up against that time commitment. People are working harder, they're working longer, and so it's up to us pollsters to make sure that we keep on trying, to make sure that we keep the questions short and interesting so that they can have their voices heard. And quite frankly, I think it's never been more important than it is right now for us to at least have our voices all heard, mm -hmm. if not understand each other, especially when we look across this partisan divide and try to figure out just what it is the other side is thinking, Bill. And is there no middle anymore? I mean, <laughs> we've got just a few 30 seconds or so left here, but uh, you, you know, everybody seems to be uh, one camp or the other these days, huh? Um, I do think there is a middle, frankly, uh, and, but I do think that the loudest voices, the people who are more active, are often the ones who are more ideological and more passionate about the issues, and that's often what you see in the dialogue and the narrative, Bill. Really appreciate you joining us uh, from CBS News headquarters in New York, the Director of Elections and Pollings for the network, Anthony Silvano. Uh, really some good insights, and we appreciate you. And thank you for being with us for this edition of WKYT's Kentucky Newsmakers. We'll see you bright and early this week for the morning news, and we hope you make it a good week ahead.